Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, back-to-back losses for the first time for the Timberwolves, Jim. They were the last team in the NBA that had avoided that, but it happened last night against Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. And, and you know, it's not just Zion with the Pels. That's a good team. That's a good team. Uh, Ingram and Zion are just, it's really kind of an old-school team in that they have two guys who operate in and around the paint who work really hard to get good quality two-point shots, and they're kind of unstoppable when they get to their spots. Uh, Ingram just, you know, he just can get to his spot, elevate, and shoot over just about anybody. Zion is just for, he's a unique player. He's yeah. remarkable. He, he, can, he can power his way to the basket and then score with all kinds of different uh, really intricate spins, uh, whether it's a finger roll or, or you know, using the glass. Uh, I mean, he's obviously a very powerful dunker, but he doesn't need to dunk to score. No. He can he can get the shot shot over off over anybody. Uh, the last two games he's played against the Wolves, he got Rudy in immediate foul trouble and then just kind of did whatever he wanted. Last night was the rare night when he's played on the second night of a back-to-back uh, and he was so dominant, he only had to play like 30 minutes or something, and, get, uh, and he just dominated play. And they surrounded him with, you know, good. Uh, McCollum is, has always been, I loved him coming out in the draft. I've yeah. loved him ever since. Uh, just a great shooter who's also has some size and a lot of smarts, a lot of savvy. Uh, and they take advantage of the two guys operating in, you know, and they've, they'll shoot us too. So they have three kind of power players, uh, and then they take advantage of that by hitting threes and, and moving the ball around too. Yeah, no doubt. You know, that's a great point that you make about uh, Zion and the dunking that he doesn't have to. He has such uh, so many different ways to finish around the basket in those great hands, uh, and he's able to, to score around the basket. If he gets the ball within five feet, it's really hard to stop him. Yeah, it's pretty much over with. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the, the antidote to that is walling up with multiple bodies. As Finch said last night, you know, meeting, meeting at the rim with multiple bodies. Uh, but they don't really. Ha- they just don't have anybody who's a good primary defender for him. McDaniel's is too skinny. Um, Ant tried last night and didn't do a great job. Uh, Gobert's going to get in foul trouble if he has to deal with Zion getting to his body. Towns is not the right guy. So they kind of need to have somebody making it difficult for him to drive, and then other people responding at the rim. And it, you know, it's one of those many things in sports. So it's easy to say. It's really hard to do. Yeah, or maybe approach it like they do Luca. He gets his, but they shut down everybody else and then are able to beat Dallas. Uh, I think it looks like New Orleans just has a better team than does Dallas, so that's not quite as easy to do. Right, and you know, and they also, you know, Zion gets his shots, but he also is willing to pass the ball. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 just a you know, he's a heck of a player, and you know, to beat them, a you have to slow them down somewhat with their defense, even though, I mean, Ingram and, and Zion are going to get their points. You just want them to get them inefficiently and difficult, and with some difficulty. Yeah. Last night it was easy for them. The other end is you got to outscore them. And the Wolves, really interesting game for the Wolves offensively. The first unit moved the ball really well, got back to playing with flow and kicking, and just didn't shoot well. Uh, and that's going to happen sometimes. They just didn't shoot well. They missed open shots. They didn't shoot well from three. The other, a couple more interesting developments here. One is the bench, uh, which looked really strong early in the season, is now not really producing. That was that was a terrible offensive bench performance last night. Nas had a couple of threes. Other than that, they did almost nothing. Kyle Anderson is now becoming an offensive problem. Yep. Uh, he's smart. He's an excellent defender. 
He's uh, he was probably their most valuable player last year. He, he has so many assets, but right now he is hesitant to shoot. And when he does shoot, he's still hesitant to shoot. Uh, he's he's got, almost got the yips. He's hitting mm-hmm. he's hitting twelve percent of his three pointers. Uh, defenses are leaving him alone, and he's missing four footers, five footers. He's becoming a major problem. Is this team, as constructed, capable of advancing in the playoffs, or do they need a little more uh, shooting? I think they need a true backup point guard. Shake Milton didn't work. You know, so they're having a few personnel problems right now. Yeah. Troy Brown is a typical backup. He can give you a good week, good month, but you, you know, if you try to play him a lot, he's eventually going to get exposed. Yep. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin is a nice energy boost, but you can't leave him on the floor too long. I think they need a true backup point guard, someone like Tyus Jones, somebody who can run the second unit, uh, who can shoot it, who can uh, run the offense, who isn't a liability defensively, uh, and they need to move Shake Melton. He's just, you know, unless they can, if they can salvage Shake Melton, great, but he just hasn't done what he needs to do. And now with Shake Melton not scoring and Kyle Anderson not scoring off the bench, you know, it's kind of up to Nas Reed just to go nuts every time he comes in the game. And, and you know, that. He's a good player, mm-hmm. and he can shoot it, but he can't be your only bench scorer. And Edwards has consciously jacked up his scoring. He's led the team, I think, eight or nine straight games in scoring, and many of those 30-plus points per game, he's being more aggressive, taking more shots. Is that a good thing? It's a good thing when they're the right shots. Mm-hmm. You want him to be a volume scorer. You want him to be a star. Uh, but, you know, we talked to him after the game last night, and he, he admitted, he said, listen, the offense is better when Conley initiates and I react, and right now I'm initiating and it's just not working very well. Mm-hmm. So he understands it. And a part of it is when you're a, super, when you're a superstar, uh, you want to take over games, especially when your team needs you. So it's not necessarily selfishness. It's just it's more a patience thing. Mm-hmm. He's better when Conley or somebody else initiates. Uh, he catches and then the defense isn't lined up one after another, just staring at him, trying to prevent him from, from going to the rim or shooting it. When he plays off the catch, he's either going to have an open three or he's going to have people rushing it. He's going to have a defender rushing at him to close him out that he's going to be able to go by. And then he's really dangerous. Right now, there's too much of him standing at the top of the key trying to go by two or three people. Yeah. And Towns is doing that as well. He's uh, employed the Euro step more this year than I think he has. In, in previous years, and sometimes it's costing him. It is, and he's not getting calls. He's also falling down too much, which makes it hard to get back on defense. Uh, I think, you know, and I, listen, he's really good at driving it. He has a lot of ways of getting to the hoop and scoring, um, and you don't want to take that out of his game, but I think what this team needs right now is him uh, shooting the three, is him starting with shooting the three, and then having the drive available to him when they close out hard on him. But He's their best three-point shooter. He's one of the best big-man three-point shooters in history. Uh, there's nothing more valuable in the NBA than making a three-point shot. So I think he should start with the mentality he's going to make his three-pointers and then react to what defenses do after that. It is Nick Mullins, at quarterback for the Vikings this week. That's not really a, a huge surprise. He has been the one that's moved the offense at least the most. He just has his... Uh, turnover issues, um, but you know that's just one more game that Mullins is going to be the guy. That's a huge question for the Vikes heading to the postseason. You've got a chance, like the rest of us, to watch some of these quarterbacks uh, in the draft. I don't know. Uh, uh, Cousins back certainly looks better than than some of the options that have been uh, presented, or as you have said, a, a combination of the two would be best. 
I think it's time to take go of the Packers route. Mm. Bring back Cousins as someone who can help you win right now. Because let's face it, Cousins won 13 games last year, mm. and if he were, had been healthy this year, even with all the other problems and all the other injuries, they'd be sitting at 10 wins right now yep. in the playoffs. Yep. Um, maybe you know We can say they would have lost a playoff game. We could say they have the age-old problem of the Vikings of not being able to go deep in the playoffs, but there's no doubt they'd be a playoff team. And there, to me, there's still too much talent on this roster for them to tank and just start over. Yeah. So I think they need to find a creative way to bring Cousins back on a deal that helps them with other salary cap problems, which is you know, something that Brzezinski's good at doing. Mm-hmm. And I think and this is such a great quarterback draft uh, that I would go after their future quarterback as well in the first round. I've been saying for months I like Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's playing so well right now, he's probably going to rise up a bunch of draft boards. Um, but, you know, you look at the most kind of respected and most recent draft boards, and you still see you know either Penix or Bo Nix available to the Vikings right around that 10, 11, 12 spot. Yeah, I I, I want Penix. Like he's my guy. I think he's he could be Tua or better. Uh, but there are other talented quarterbacks out there too. I mean that's the thing. Penix might be like the fifth or sixth quarterback to come off the board, and I think he might be great. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, CBS Sports, uh, I can't remember the writer's name, just uh, posted their latest draft board, and they had Michael Penix to the Vikings at number 12. Of course, that means the Vikings don't make the playoffs uh, to get that pick, which is probably what's going to happen, win or lose, uh, coming up this Sunday. But yeah, right there, a number 12 Michael Penix, uh, the top three being quarterbacks who are taken. Yeah, and uh, I just I love the way it's setting up. Um, I hope they get them. I think that would be a thrill for everybody who watches the Vikings, whether professionally or just as fans, mm-hmm. to have Cousins back to rejuvenate this team and to have a future quarterback who might really be something special. Uh, I think it could be great. I think it would be a lot like the Alex Smith uh, to Mahomes you know, mm-hmm. transit. I'm not saying anybody in the straps is as good as Mahomes, but something along that. You might have a better version of Alex Smith followed up by you know, not quite Patrick Mahomes, but a player who could be your franchise quarterback for a long time, that would just be a blast. It would be it would be so much fun, and, you know, it would give Jefferson all the incentive to yeah. want to resign here. I think he is anyway, but uh, but it would reward him for coming back. Uh, you know, this could be a great passing offense again. Uh, and, and, it'll be a lot, and listen, one thing we learned this year is what or we learned this year is the, game, the NFL just isn't much fun if, you're, if the quarterback you're watching isn't good enough. Right, that's right. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Myself and Coach Williams have the Rambo pregame show tonight for Cardinal Girls Basketball from Ricori at 7 o'clock.